0: Good morning. Good morning. All right. Note to self, when you turn off the mic after the first service, turn it back on for the second service. So that, that was actually intentional. It was on purpose to show you that I'm just as much of a human being as you are. So just because I'm sitting up here doesn't mean I've got it all together. In fact, I just discovered that my socks are inside out this morning. So got that going for me. We're off to a great start. I think that there is a special family here all the way from Denmark. If you're from Denmark, Rebecca Wirtz and her family are here. Stand up a second. There you are. Yeah. That's awesome. So Rebecca was here last year. Some of you may know her. She served in the youth ministry so faithfully, and her family is here. I know you're so excited to show them uh, this place that you have Bragged about for so long. Welcome. So glad you made it here all the way for the service from Denmark. That's pretty awesome. Um, well, we've been in a series called "The Fruit of the Spirit," and this week we're talking about goodness. Everybody, say goodness. 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 That's going to be a good message. Uh, let, let's read together. Let's just jump into it. Galatians 5:22 and 23. This is our anchor passage for this series of conversations the last few weeks. How many of you've enjoyed these these messages? Um, <laughs> That wasn't, that wasn't applause for me. It was just applause for God, God's truth and what he's been doing the last few weeks. Let's read together. Let's just read out loud together. What do you say? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control. By the way, don't pray for patience. Why? Because God will give you opportunities for patience, right? So be careful what you pray for. But it's been a great journey together learning about how to how to live life to the fullest right we don't produce the fruit we can plant the seeds along the way and we have decisions and choices that we make every day to plant seeds of fear or plant seeds of faith and when you produce when you plant seeds of faith all the good stuff all the fruit is produced and it comes up love joy peace patience I know we desire all that fruit in our lives well today, we're talking about goodness, talking about goodness, and being the scholar that I am, the theologian, the, the seminary grad that I am, I know all the right resources to study and research during the week, and so this week, I dove into the much-respected resource of Instagram. That's right, Instagram. Instagram is this social media uh, network, and you can post pictures, and you have these hashtags, and... You put a hashtag in there because it starts a conversation, and you can click on the hashtag, and you can see all the pictures that were posted with that hashtag. I'm going to see how many times I can say the word hashtag in this message uh, and confuse you. But uh, maybe you've heard of Instagram, maybe you haven't, but I typed in goodness this past week. I typed in the good life, and the hashtag the good life, uh, I think there's like 4.3 million posts. And these are some of the pictures I saw. Hashtag the good life. If you have that car, you're living the good life. If you're walking to a a lake like that in the mountains uh, with a canoe on your head, you're living the good life. Um, That couple just got married, hashtag the good life. Uh, Look at that spot, Um, beautiful. How many of you have been on vacation? Um, I feel like, oh, look at that guy. He is living the hashtag good life. Um, Man, a great meal, delicious food. That's the good life. This past weekend, we went surfing with some friends, living the good life. What does, me, what does it mean to live a good life? What does it mean to live a good life? A life to the fullest, an abundant life. What does it mean to be uh, living life to the fullest? You know, God has given us one life to live. I don't know if you noticed that. But he's given us one life to live here on earth. And he created you. You're not an accident. He created you on purpose, for a purpose, and you have an opportunity to live a good life, to live a life that honors God, to live a life that says, God, thank you for creating me. We are like a mist that appears and then disappears, right? I mean, how many of you would agree life is just flying by at warp speed? It's cruising by. So the important thing is, is that we're living a good life, but Heath, what does that mean to live a good life? I believe that that God, God has a good life for us. What if the good life God made for us is better than the good life we make for ourselves? It's okay to enjoy a delicious meal. It's okay to go on vacation. It's okay to do all those good things. But I believe that God has something even greater and better for us, that in the midst of those good things, we can recognize the good God behind all of those things, right? I mean, how many of you have seen a sunset, a sunrise, and you're enjoying it, and then somebody says, man, look what God made for us. And all of a sudden, you're just, you're it, and your love, and your, your joy in that moment goes a whole other level. When you realize that every good gift comes from the Father, comes from heaven, and the more that we are grateful and thankful to a God who gives us all good things the more we can just live the good life and life to the fullest. John 10.10, Jesus says, I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. We all want that. We all want to live life to the fullest. But I believe that Jesus has a a full and abundant life for us. The word goodness uh, is the word agathosune say that 10 times fast. Agathosune, a heart and life totally devoted to God and others. Goodness means a heart and a life totally and wholly, 110% devoted to God and to others. It's a heart that, that makes God its first priority. That more than any other thing in life, God is the most important. I mean, how many of us have a heart and mind wholly devoted to God and to other people? That's what goodness means. It means godness. It means having a, a lot of God in your life. It means living a godly life, a life that looks like a God. It means living a life that drips and just oozes with God's presence and who he is, his love and his joy and his peace in our lives. Goodness a heart and life totally devoted to God and others. Well, there's this passage in, in the scriptures found in Matthew 19, 16, and verses following. It's the story of the rich young ruler. Some of you have heard this story. But I believe it's a great example of what it looks like to experience God's goodness and to begin to live the good life, a godly life, a life that honors and glorifies the God who made us all. Let's jump into it, Matthew 19, verse 16. Another day, a man stopped Jesus and asked, "'Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life?' Jesus said, "'Why do you question me about what's good? "'God is the one who is good.'" If you want to enter the life of God, just do what he tells you. So here's this guy all huffing and puffing out of breath in a hurry. And he's like, Jesus, Jesus, I only have just a couple minutes. Tell me, tell me, tell me, how can I enter eternal life? What does it mean to live a good life? How can I be assured that I can get from here to there? See, this guy was, was too concerned about getting his golden ticket to heaven. He was just experiencing the half gospel. See, as followers of Christ, we're experiencing just the crumb. If we've boiled down the gospel to just to get how to get from here to there. There's so much more than that. It's about how to get heaven here. It's about how to allow heaven to crash into our relationships and our everyday life. It's experiencing eternity now, God's goodness now. And this guy, he had had boiled it down to just okay, all right, I got to figure out how to do X amount of things, I got to check the boxes in order to get from here to there. What does it mean to be a good person? What does it mean to to live a good life? And how can I be confident that I can get from here to there? And Jesus says, God is the one who is good, right? God is the one who is good. That's the first truth this morning is that God is good. I know it's not this groundbreaking thing. I mean, you've heard it before, right? God is good. God is good. God is good. He is good all the time, amen? No matter what happens in life, God is good. He is the essence of good. And what Jesus wants this man to know is that that being good is trusting in a good God. Even when life doesn't feel good, we can trust that God is good. Life isn't about Checking the boxes, it's about checking your heart. It's about a relationship more than it is a religion. It's about progress over perfection. And Jesus, uh, uh, it it goes on in verse 18, the man asked, what in particular, what in particular must I do? Jesus said, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, and the man's thinking, check, 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 haven't done that, don't lie, honor your father, honor your mother, love your neighbor as as you do yourself, The young man said, I've done all that. What's left? This guy was a little prideful. Check, check, check. He was checking the boxes. He wasn't checking his heart. You see, God didn't come to the earth to start a religion. He came to start a relationship. He wants us to know that we don't have to earn his love and his favor. He wants us to know that That we are loved by Him no matter what we do or don't do, no matter how good of a person we are or we're not. He loves us the same because He is a good God. He is a good God. That is the foundation of our faith, Spring Branch. The foundation of our faith is not our goodness, it's not our performance. It's not in what we do or don't do. The foundation of our faith is the rock of his love for us. Build your life upon the rock. That's God's presence and his love for you that's unchanging. It's unwavering. It's unshaking. Whatever happens in life, you can rest assured. You can sleep on your pillow with the confidence that God loves you no matter how good or not good you are. Stop propping up your faith with circumstances, or with how you're feeling, or your goodness, or lack of goodness, or what people think of you. so Your faith is solidified by God's love for you and his goodness. He is good. I mean, how many of you have been through things in life where life has not felt good? It's not felt good. You can raise your hand right now and say, Heath, I went through this, I went through that. Maybe it was a relationship, maybe a circumstance, maybe a situation. I've shared before from this stage that Lindsay and I experienced multiple miscarriages. I remember when I was in middle school, it was the toughest three years of my life. You know, I had a speech impediment, this bad stuttering problem was made fun of. I questioned who I was. I, I was without a job for a few months after we got married. I was living in my friend's basement questioning my identity and, and just questioning God and, God, I thought you were good, I thought you were loving, I thought you cared for me, what's going on? I mean, there are things we've experienced in life where it hasn't smelled good, it hasn't felt good, it hasn't sounded good, but we have, had an, we have an opportunity to trust that God is good, his character is good, his essence is good. I was talking to a friend this past week and he, he lost his sister who was healthy and active and pursuing her dreams. She was a mother. One day she was there, the next day she wasn't. And here's my friend just in tears, broken, rock bottom. But you know what he told me? He said, Heath, while this is difficult, the hardest time in my life, this doesn't feel good, I know that God is good. I was blown away. You see, he, he He prepared himself for that moment. He didn't know that moment was coming, but he had built his life on a firm foundation, a rock. He wasn't wasn't basing his faith on circumstances. He was basing his faith on God's love for him and the truth that is unchanging. Trust that God is good no matter what happens, and I think you could look back on your life and say, you know what, that thing that happened didn't feel good. At the time, I doubted that God was good, but looking back, I see how God orchestrated everything. He brought good out of bad. God is so strong and so loving and so good that he can bring good out of bad. He can redeem anything. I think we all could raise our hand and say, yes, yes, that thing that happened years ago, I was trying to be judge of what was good or bad. And I thought it was bad, but man, it turned out to be a really, really good thing. And maybe you haven't seen the whole picture yet, the whole story yet. You're still in the middle of it. But just trust that God is working all things together for good because he is good. He is the judge of what is good. He is good at what he does. Let's let him do what he does best. So here's this rich young ruler checking all these boxes, trying to figure out if he's a good man living a good life, and if his good life is going to equate to eternity in heaven. And Jesus is like, no, 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 you got this all wrong. God is good. God is the definition of what is good. God is the one who is good. And this guy asked Jesus, what's left to do? I've been checking all these boxes. And Jesus says, check your heart. Are you all in? And Jesus replied in verse 21, if you want to give it all you got, so you asked, you asked the question, I'm going to answer you. Jesus replied, go sell your possessions, give everything to the poor. All your wealth will then be in heaven. Then come follow me. Oof. (laughs) That was the last thing the young man expected to hear. And so crestfallen, he walked away with his head hanging low. He was holding on tight to a lot of things, and he couldn't bear to let it go. Now, maybe God's not calling us to leave church today and go sell all of our possessions and give it to the poor, though you should consider that. Not a bad idea. But I think what, what, what Jesus is doing here, he's, he's, he's focusing on our heart. Are you loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Is it, or is it just this external thing? Is it this religious, legalistic thing where you're just checking the boxes? That's exhausting, by the way. Trust that God is good, and because he is good, we are good. And we can live every day, like we sang earlier with that peace, knowing that, that his goodness lives inside of us. And because of that, our response is to do good to others. Jesus was giving this guy some tough love. How many of you have friends in your life, or maybe a spouse, who gives you tough love? <laughs> they speak the truth, and it hurts a little bit in a moment. The Proverbs says, a wound from a friend can be trusted. And it feels like a wound in that moment. It's like, ah, that hurts a little bit. But then a couple of days later, you might call them or tell them, you know, th- thanks for calling me out on that. It's not what I wanted, but I know that's what I needed. That's goodness. As I was studying this past week, and I studied more than just Instagram, goodness, the heart of goodness means, means it, it means speaking the truth and love. It means telling somebody something or doing something for somebody that it may hurt them in the moment, but it's not harmful. It's for their own good. Remember that story when Jesus went into the temple, and he was just righteously angry because they had turned the, the temple, the place of worship, into Linhaven Mall? People were selling stuff. And he just threw, threw over tables and he was just furious, but he was filled with this righteous anger. That's goodness. It's goodness in action. It's doing justice, it's righting the wrong, it's stepping into the darkness with the courage and the strength of the Lord. That's what Jesus is doing here. He's calling, calling this guy out, he's putting him in his place, and he's reminding him that it's all about the heart, not about performance. God wants our heart, and he wanted this God to be all in, and he wants us to be all in. That's what it means to live a good life. It's not just checking the boxes. It's about receiving the goodness of God, trusting that he is good, and then allowing that to translate into our actions. As he watched him go, verse 23 Jesus told his disciples, do you have any idea how difficult it is for the rich to enter God's kingdom? Let me tell you, it's easier to gallop a camel through a needle's eye than for the rich to enter God's kingdom. Imagine a camel trying to squeeze through an eye of a needle, you know. That's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous to think about. Jesus spoke in a lot of extremes because he wanted to get our attention. Now, it's not a bad thing to be rich, It's what you do with your wealth that's the most important thing. You know, Michael mentioned it earlier. We have been blessed. We've been given so much and it's an opportunity to give to others and bless others. What we have, we do not own. Even though we tithe 10%, God owns all of it at the end of the day. What if we live not from our paycheck to paycheck but from a tithe to a tithe? What if our income our paycheck what if we saw that the first thought was okay how can I give this away yes take care of your home and your family but man what if you saw your job as a fundraiser every day I'm going to go raise some funds raise some money so I can give it away to my local church so I give it away to a local charity so I can help those in need your heart is where your treasure is your treasure is where your heart is look at your budget look at your wallet how you spend your money, that's where your heart is, your treasure is. It's a slippery slope. The more stuff we have, the more we've got to be on our knees remembering that all we have is God's and to hold our possessions loosely so our possessions don't possess us. So what we own do not own us. We've got to hold it loosely and continue to give it, give it, give it away. That's what Jesus is referring to here. That we're living the good life. We do all these these good things. We have lots of good things, but are we giving them away? Are we sharing that goodness with others? The disciples were listening to this whole conversation, and they were staggered, verse 25. Then who has any chance at all? Who has any chance at all to live like God, to live a godly life, and to experience eternal life? Who has any chance at all? And Jesus looked hard at them, right in the eye. just as he's looking at us today. And he says, no chance at all. And you might have paused right there, a little dramatic pause. And they're all on the edge of their seat, just like we are right now. No chance at all, if you think you can pull it off yourself. Every chance in the world, if you trust God to do it. How many of us believe that we are self-sufficient, we are talented, we have skills, we're educated, and we can do it all by ourselves? We live in a do-it-yourself kind of a world, don't we? We give God the stiff arm, whether we realize it or not, we say, God, I got this, I got this. Even this morning, I was driving here, and I was confident in my preparation and my study and And then as I'm walking down the stairs from my office, God has whispered in my ear, he said, Heath, not on your own. Not on your own, son. Not on your own. And he put me in my place, a little bit of his goodness. And he said, apart from me, you can do nothing, Heath. Apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. Remember, he says, I am the true vine. If man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, he can do nothing. Before your feet hit the ground every day, connect to the true vine. Allow God's goodness to invade and consume your heart. Who has any chance to be a good person, a godly person, a a life filled with goodness? We have every chance in the world if we trust God's goodness in our lives. How many of you have said or somebody has, has said to you, God will never give you more than you can handle? How many of you have heard that? How many of you have said that? Don't raise your hand. I can see where they're coming from, but God will always give you more than you can handle. He always will. He'll always give you more than you handle because that means we need to rely on him and depend on him. How dare we think we can go through any day apart from his goodness and from who he is why? Because Romans seven eighteen, Paul says this, I know that nothing good lives in me. Nothing good lives in you, nothing good lives in me. Aren't you glad you came to church today? Isn't that just the warm and fuzzy, encouraging message you wanted to hear? So good. That is my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good. This is so true. I have the desire to do what is good. How many of you can relate to this? But I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do, no, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Right? How many of you know the good you ought to do? You ought to get up early and read your Bible and pray, but you end up hitting your snooze button a few more times. You know you need to be intentional and purposeful and loving your spouse and leading them, or maybe love your neighbor and show them some support during a difficult time, but... You're just, you're, you're on your way somewhere, you're too busy, you got an agenda, you got a schedule, you know you should go work out, but man, you got, you got a long list of things you got to do. I felt that way this past week, didn't want to work out, ended up going, and I'm glad I did. I felt better because of it. I was driving by Sugar Shack the other day, I will not stop at Sugar Shack and get a maple bacon donut, and I didn't. God gave me the self-control. My moment, But we had those moments. I remember the other day I was sitting on my floor on my phone and my kids were right there with me. And my daughter was saying, Dad, 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 Dad. She was trying to show me something and I was so consumed in my device that I wasn't being fully present. I know the good I ought to do and that is being fully present and engaged with my kids because before I know it they're going to be gone off to college. I know the good I ought to do, but I need God's goodness and his strength within me to do the good thing. I will not lie. I will not shortcut. I will not compromise my integrity. I will not gossip. I will not be quick to anger. I'm going to be slow to speak and quick to listen. I'm going to be slow to judge. I'm going to expect the best in others. Whatever that is for you, we need the goodness of God inside of us. We need his spirit at work inside of us to do good. Because apart from him, we can do nothing. All right, so here's the good news. Sorry, I took this long, but in order to appreciate the good news, we've got to understand the bad news, right? The good news is that God is good. The bad news is, is that we, we are bad. Left unto ourselves, we are bad. But here's the deal. Psalm 39, um, Psalm 31, 19. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge, refuge in you in the sight of the ch- children of mankind. How abundant is God's goodness. How abundant is his goodness. We were at the ocean the other day, and those waves kept on coming, and they kept on coming and kept on coming. I was like, kids, right behind you. Right behind you, look, look. There's another way that's coming. It was relentless. It was overflowing. It was never ending. They just kept coming and coming and coming. God's goodness keeps coming and coming and coming. It's never ending. It's never stopping. It's relentless. God's goodness for you never runs out. And his goodness overflows. All you have to do is trust him and receive his goodness in your life. Since God is good, You are good. The second truth, in addition to God is good, is that you are good, not because of your performance or your behavior, because you are good. When God created the heavens and the earth, remember what he said? He created the giraffes, the fish, the moon, the stars, the water, the valleys, and then he created you, he created me, he created mankind. He said, not just good, he said, very good, right? Because you are made in the image of God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are not an accident. He knows every hair in your head. You are handcrafted by your creator. You're not mass produced in an assembly line. You are unique. You are his child, his son, and his daughter. That's got to make you feel special. What is your identity? Your identity is not in what you do or don't do. Your identity is not in your past. Your identity is in who God made you to be. And that is a child. You are his son and his daughter. That is your identity. Your behavior flows out of your identity. What you do is a result of who you are. Last night I had a chance to watch the movie Lion King. Some of you have seen that movie. You saw it years ago, but the fresh edition is out. And Simba had to remember what his identity was. He had to remember who he was in order to go do good. He had to remember that the king, his father was the king. He had to remember that he was the son of the king. And when he remembered that, he remembered his identity and he went and did so much good. He stepped in to the promise. He stepped in to the, the potential, the dream that God had for him. You are good. You are good not because of your performance. You're good because God is good. I had a friend recently pay for a meal, and he said, Heath, you're good to go. He patted me in the back. He said, Heath, you're good to go. I'm like, what? Yeah, he's like, he's like he- I got it. I got, I got your meal. You're good to go. That's what God says to us. He reminds us of that every day. The bill has been paid. The price has been paid. Stop trying to earn God's favor by your good behavior. You are good to go. May you feel His hand on your back. You're good to go. You're good to go. And you're good to go do good to others. God is good. You are good. Go do good to others. Go do good to others. Romans 15, 14, Paul says, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness. And wait a second, I thought we were bad. No, no, no. Because of God through Jesus on the cross and his forgiveness, we are good. We're filled with his goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. So this goodness we don't create. God creates This goodness, he produces it inside of us because of his Holy Spirit. So go do good to others. Go do good to others. Even when you don't feel like doing good, go do good to others. May we die to ourselves. May we decrease so that he may increase in our lives. We have this neighbor named Rick, and he just is an incredible uh, incredibly generous man. He's always dropping off ice cream cones and ice cream, and he dropped off a whole box of cinnamon rolls the other day. It's just incredible. The kids love him. And he has this like, he has this smile from ear to ear every time. He rings the doorbell. The kids are like, it must be Rick, it must be Rick. And they run over there, here's some cinnamon rolls, here's some ice cream. And Lindsay and I, you know, we, we, we love Rick, but, you know, it's a lot of sugar, you know. But he's just this man of just great joy and we thanked him one time just, you know, and he was so gracious. He said, you know what? I don't do this for me. I do this for you. And I know he believes in God. He knows God. And just, you can tell that it's just an overflow of who he is, his identity in God. And God's goodness overflows out of him. When people take a bite out of our lives, what do they taste? When people are around us, when people spend time with us, what do they taste? Do they taste the goodness of God? Through our words and through our actions, can they taste God's goodness? May we not do good because we're looking for praise or acceptance or favor or anything in return. May we do good to others because God is good. That's where the good life happens. That's when we start living lives to the fullest, is when we do good to others, not because we're looking for anything in return, but because God has done good to us. He is our audience. He is the one, he is the one we're serving. He's the one we're pleasing. He's the one that we're, that, that, that we're being driven by every day. His love may overflow in the lives of others. God is good, so we are good. So let's go do good to others. Galatians 6, 9 through 10, Paul says, Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, even that boss, even that neighbor, even that spouse, even that son or daughter, even that uncle, Even that sandpaper person that rubs you the wrong way. I believe God puts those people in our lives to help smooth out the rough places in our own hearts, right? Everyone, everyone, do good to everyone regardless of what they've done for you. And don't wait for them to do X amount of right things before you let go of all the wrong things they've done. That's not how God treats us. He doesn't wait for us to check all the boxes and do X amount of right things to erase our wrong things. He gives us a clean slate, fresh start, new beginning every day, and we should extend that same kind of kindness and goodness to others. Do good to everyone, and when we do good to our enemy or to that person who rubs us the wrong way, Man, that's where the good life happens. That's where this inexpressible and glorious joy fills our hearts. And it's just, you can't explain it. How many of you have experienced that? Maybe you should plan to do good this week. I, 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 I need a plan to do good. <laughs> right? If I just, oh, I'll do some good this week, it's probably not going to happen. Be intentional. Be purposeful about it. Put it on your calendar, on your phone. Set an alert. Set an alarm. Make a plan. Be creative. Plan to do good this week to someone. Make it a priority. Do not become weary in doing good. For the proper time, you'll reap a harvest if you do not give up. We are good because God is good, so let's go do good to others. For the past few weeks, we've had an opportunity to hear from one of our Spring Branch family members. And this morning, we have an opportunity to hear from my good friend Perry. So invite Perry up here with a round of applause. Uh, Perry, as you can see, serves on the parking team. Does a great job out there. Uh, welcome, my brother. Come on up.
1: I figured I'd wear the hat and the vest because yeah. most people recognize me that way.
0: <laughs> you look good, man. You look good. Well, thank you for being willing to share today. Just uh, this, this, uh, a couple minutes together here. Uh, tell us about God's goodness towards you, even in the midst of, some
1: storms you've been through i know you shared some of that with me uh the other week yeah a few storms um started with cancer about six or seven years ago um chemo radiation make sure you surgery. speak in
0: the mic there. Surgery, surgery the whole
1: typical thing um so at that point that was my first challenge and i found in prayer and asking god a calmness it came back two years later I'm in the medical field, so I know the prognosis for that is usually not good. Um, Told my wife I wouldn't do chemo, wouldn't do radiation again. And I really found myself saying, God, it's in your hands. Um, So far, it's worked out. So that whole... What I found was turning it over gave me a sense of calmness Mm. and support. Well, about four months ago in Harris Teeter in the pizza department, I had a stroke. So again, another trial. Um, My brother flew out from Texas. He was part of starting a Willow Creek ministry in Texas. And again, God came into my life with a sense of calmness. My brother led our family in prayers. Um, I underwent brain surgery a week after that and another trial and tribulation I had a 25% chance of death a 25% chance of restroking what I distinctly remember is the calming sense during anesthesia pre-op of my brother leading us in prayer turning it over to God was important instead of counting back from 10 I just said God it's in your hands and it was a sense of calmness, and again, that support was unwavering. Now, since then, I've obviously doing better. Having faced death, my first challenge to you is, what's important in life? Well, for one, it's not work. I know that's cliched. Maybe my boss is out there. That's probably a bad thing. But you ask yourself, what is important if you're going to wake up tomorrow and not be here? First for me is family, even if you're from Denmark. <laughs> second was friends. Take the time to tell them now. What's important are those connections? And the third thing, God. Next challenge to you. I guess I'm asking Heath's questions. He's asking me yeah, these questions. You're doing a great job. The second one, with I challenge you. In prayer, I would say, at least I did, you tend to ask for things, ask for God's help. Hmm. What, five to one maybe? I'm finding myself every day just saying thanks. How often do you just say thank you, God, for what you have? Thank you for your family. Thank you for friends. Don't keep asking for something all the time. Acknowledge Hmm. the gifts he's given you.
0: That's good, that's good, yeah, thank you.
1: I do, want to, I do want to put a plug in for Spring Branch, how supportive Michael yeah. came to see me in the hospital, came to the house, dinners, Debbie Hudson brought dinners, and the parking guys were amazing, Texts come visiting me in the hospital, and the support from this church was unbelievable, and I thank all of you.
0: Mm, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? As a church, if we're not doing good to others, right? What's the point? What's the point in coming here every Sunday, sitting in these chairs, if we're not doing good to others? If we're not sharing God's goodness with others? People like Perry, who've been through tough times with his health, Um, how has God resourced you? How has God blessed you? And how can you be a blessing to others? Life isn't about. You. It's about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and loving your neighbor as yourself. God is good. You are good. So now go do good to others. One of the things I love about our church is that every month we take up a special little offering called the Community Fund. And it always feels a little weird because we've already taken an offering at the beginning of the service, but it's really a, a, an intentional offering that says you know what we are committed we're drawing a line in the sand here and we are committed to making others a priority maybe it's somebody who uh, like there's this family that just contacted us a couple days ago and uh, they've been uh, pinching pennies they've come on some hard times um, their, their their car just broke down and they've got three kids so they're trying to pay for their car, car repairs and but they don't have enough money to pay for their rent And so as a church, through our community fund, we can support them. And over the years, we've supported people um, every week. And thanks to your generosity and your desire to do good, um, God has given us financial means, right? Just like God gave this rich young ruler financial means. And we have an opportunity to give to others uh, what God has given to us. So take this time and just consider how you can do good to someone Um, right in this moment and this week. Come forward, ushers. Let me just pray. God, thank you for each person in this room. God, thank you um, that you have blessed us. You have given us so much. Give us the wisdom to know how to give to others, whether it's our time, our treasure, our talents. God, thank you that uh, your goodness lives inside of us. Thank you that you are good. No matter what happens, we can trust that you are good. And because you are good, we are good. That's our identity. We are good. Not because of our performance, but because of your love. Because of that, we can do good to others. Take these gifts and use them for your glory and others good. Amen. How many of you trust that God is good? No matter what happens, may you trust this week that God is good. And because God is good, you are good. You're good. You're good to go. Because God's goodness lives inside of you. You are good to go do good to others this week. I'm excited to hear stories this week of God's goodness in action through you. Thanks for being here this morning for worshiping. It's fun to see a full house in the middle of the summer. Make sure you keep inviting your friends and neighbors to be a part of what God's doing here. Have a good week.